With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The, the big news for um, rugby uh, fans, rugby administrators and players is that uh, they have made a decision at uh, headquarters uh, that the six New Zealand-based super rugby teams will be relocating to Queenstown for up to a month, possibly a little bit longer actually, if you take in uh, the preseason as well, to try and ensure the start of the season goes uninterrupted as the threat of uh, Omicron looms. Joining us now to talk about the logistics of it all is uh, Crusader CEO Colin Mansbridge. Colin, uh, thank you for your time this morning. Morning, Smithy. How are you, mate? Oh, look, uh, probably um, a lot uh, more at ease with what I have to do every day at the moment than you, but... Um, this has all happened uh, quite quickly. It tends to change very quickly too, Colin. So at the moment, um, uh, you, you're in the situation where you have to up ship and move and do it pretty quickly. Yeah. So we, you know, we started to look at those numbers that were coming out of the research um, a, a week or two ago, um, which Professor Michael Baker had commented on, talking about how this curve was going to go. And then you've got the government settings around what a close contact is and, and, um, and if you get an infection in your camp and everyone's essentially close contact, it became fairly obvious to us that the risk of infection getting into our environments, no matter how much we try to control it, was going to be pretty, uh, pretty high. Um, you know, if you're going to end up with, say, 20 to 50% of the population infected at some period of time over the next couple of months, then... Um, then you know it's likely that we're going to have an environment no matter how good every environment is. So it, it, it happened reasonably quickly, and, and the options actually are pretty limited. Um, and the, the All Blacks have done it before um, overseas, so that seemed to be the model that, that got the most um, uh, got the most support. And of course, you've got the situation where it's a bridge rather than, and it's a bridge that's not absolutely certain. There's still the risk of something going wrong. But with this new competition and with a couple of decent teams coming in in, in Moana Pacifica and, and Fiji and Drua, you, you don't want to start. You've got to get every chance to start as well as you possibly can. OK, so um, for the man in the street, and that includes me, uh, and the woman in the street too, who uh, are interested in uh, why and how come, uh, why Queenstown? I mean, why, why could it not be Christchurch, Wellington? They have rugby grounds, they have uh, a number of hotels, they have training facilities, gymnasiums, etc. Why Queenstown as opposed to a possible another venue? So I think the, the work that was done um, when New Zealand looked to host the uh, rugby championship, um, uh, uh, I think two seasons ago now, wasn't it? And, we, and then the um, Australians picked up. There's a lot of planning had been done there. So there was a plan that was able to be pulled out and dusted off. That's the first thing. The second thing is that when you go through and you look at 
hotels that have the ability to isolate the team um, or, or you know have its own uh, own area and limited staff interacting and uh, there's sort of a whole lot of other criteria that, um, that that was developed. There's less hotels than you would think, so you, you, know, you might have enough hotels in Christchurch, you might have enough in Auckland, or but actually having them in reasonable proximity and all having the capability to work through the things on the list made Queenstown mm. um, the, the most obvious choice. And then the other thing is proximity. It, you know, it's, it, you're, you're sort of in reasonable proximity, so you need less training grounds, which means less risk. Um, so, yeah, all those things sort of um, uh, uh, ended up seeing it as Queenstown. I wonder um, how the players uh, have taken to this idea. Have you had much feedback? Um, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's probably mixed, Smithy. I think the... Um, it, 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 most of, a lot of the players want to play the competition. There's no doubt about that. They're passionate about their teams and they want to be playing the game. The challenge is if you're an All Black and you've been, you've done some isolation and MIQ on the way back in, and you know we're still uncertain about borders going into this year. Um, it, you know you probably approach it with a little bit of trepidation. Naturally, um, this is a little bit different. There's a couple of really good um, escape valves on this one. The first one is that you don't have to go through MIQ to get out. So. If, if you're in a, um, if you're not well, or you're you've got something at home, or there's, um, or that doesn't just work, then or, or, and same as anybody in their normal work day, you can easily exit the environment and go back to your home and your family. But that's the first thing. So, and then the other thing is it's it's reasonably closed end. So, you know, the decision's been made that we want to do the period till that third round and then come back into the environments and uh, and accept that there is some risk um, that, that it's not fully, you know, the rules haven't changed and the virus isn't where we expected to be after three weeks. But at least we've then got three rounds of the competition where New Zealand teams have competed all that time. So, so it's closed end. There is an escape valve um, and there probably will be some transition arrangements because if we've got clean environments carrying on in, in, in each of our HQs and you're testing people daily and those things, you might still be able to transition somebody into an environment if, if you need to. So, um, mm. so it's about risk of elimination or, or risk reduction. We're probably not going to be able to completely eliminate it, but I think um, the players, when they see the escape valves and they see how important this competition is and how, you know, it's a really important to get it off to a great start. I think on balance, the, the most of them are going, yeah, they, they get this. And, you know, and there's varying levels of excitement. You know, for some, it's, um, it, it's a really exciting opportunity for, um, for others, yeah, natural trepidation about, um, you know, periods isolated from families. Uh, I, I just also um, uh, wonder if, if the worst comes to the worst. Uh, and someone does uh, within the bubble, uh, within the group, um, uh, test positive for COVID. Uh, what is that? Uh, if it's an individual, how does that impact the group? Does it mean a total lockdown? Does it mean defaulting games, or does is there a contingency in there somehow? Yeah. So the, the, the worst case scenario is, and it sort of depends a little bit on timing and and when infection arrives and how it was. And we've had. Um, some public health advice in one of our environments and one of the super environments where they came in and they sort of examined what the environment was like and gave feedback to the club about, you know, what would constitute a close contact and what would not. So, you know, naturally, uh, commonsensically, you would say, if you're going to be um, scrummaging and tackling and, and you know, for large periods of time, then, then you're in immediate close contact. If you happen to have gone through a period where, 
you're back to doing something and it's um, you know physically distanced and um, and well managed and and it was unit work that, where there was no interaction with others then and and there was gaps you know days gaps in between and that might change it might change how the public health um, authorities would respond so but but the worst case scenario is you're all in the gym at the same time or even if you're going for a gym and and, um, and then you're training the next day and then you get an infection and then suddenly that teams out of the that teams out so um so, so we've done there is a little bit of work being done across australia and new zealand around what that might look from a competition perspective but i think at least if we've got everybody uh, in close proximity um and we've got you know doctors um in each of the environments there as well we've probably got a better chance of managing it but it's not foolproof i think we all know that the worst case scenario is we end up with three infections across three environments uh, on day one, and and you know that, that would be very bad luck. Um, but we've got to give ourselves every chance of getting this competition away in the first three rounds away, and we've got to give Moana Pacifica in particular, um, but also Fiji Drua a chance to participate in this comp because if we don't, you sort of feel a bit guilty that we haven't done everything possible within our power to make this thing work. Colin, you uh, know uh, full well just how big some of these squads can be in terms of your playing strength uh, and your depth uh, and, of course, uh, your backup staff, your medical staff, coaching, etc. Will you be relocating or will will franchises be relocating the whole shooting box or will you be trimming? No, there's a little bit of uh, selection going on. Um, so uh, we're making sure, like in terms of playing group, it'll be contracted players and and uh, you know some ability to transition in and out of um, replacements and all black returnees and those things, uh, injury replacements. In terms of the um, management group, um, we did a bit of a check in with the other environments the other day, and and they're all making sacrifices so you know it might be a couple of s and c but maybe one physio or one physio and uh two physios and one s and c and then um you know commercial staff will try and share resource that way um but yeah uh, there will be some sort of trimming of the management group there will be people left in each of our environments Uh, the other thing of course is uh you're heavily involved in this side of it you've got to make uh You've got to make it pay. I mean, you've got to make it uh, financially viable. I mean, you're going to take a hit because your stadium, uh, Orange Theory Stadium, is not going to have, be in use and not going to have any crowds. But uh, who, who's taking the hit for this? I mean, it's, it's, again, I mean, on the back of uh, what's been happening where you've had to already make it, uh, take hits, it must be starting to get a bit tough. Um, <laughs> starting is the understatement. I think the, the, the thing about this is uh, um, if it works, and we're very confident but not absolutely confident, but if it works, we know we're going to broadcast games, and that's really, really important um, in terms of um, you know, funding uh, players um, and funding you know, New Zealand rugby coffers. That's really, really important, and, uh, and, that's really, and so that's why you know, they've invested a bit of cost in, in getting us uh, into this bubble in Queenstown. For the clubs themselves, most of us are going to be a little bit challenged. Um, in fact, this is probably the least preferred option because... If you could play a game in Orange Theory and you could manage a crowd size and it was a little bit smaller, um, you'd get some revenue. It's not going to be enough to offset cost, but you might be able to generate some revenue. Um, But the the challenge is you go to Queenstown and and there's nothing. There's nothing for the clubs and the clubs therefore Mm. are essentially cancelling their first three or four rounds. The, the, The benefit, though, is that we've got a competition that's likely to have integrity 
um, and and you know people can still see it. Um, but we'll, we're a bit gutted that our fans can't see it live. Um, so th- that's more important to us. We, we've we've all talked about um, our boards and all the CEOs have talked at length about it's a waste of time being solvent and um, and having a club if there's no competition. So you've got to make sure the competition goes ahead first. Well, Colin, uh, don't envy your your job one iota. It's fair to say. Um, <laughs> Or any of your any of your colleagues, your counterparts, uh, must be wake up today and think, uh, what the hell's going to happen? What am I going to have to change today? I, I really do feel for you, um, but I hope it works out. I really do. I hope we get that rugby that you want, that uh, New Zealand needs. And uh, good luck and uh, your planning. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Millie. Good on you, mate. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, Colin Mansbridge. There, who's the CEO um, of the Crusaders? And yeah, uh, I had. Several questions to ask, and we're simply just running out of time. What about Australia? What about the possible there if the borders open up? Uh, and are they, uh, as the Canterbury Rugby uh, Crusaders, except having any say in the proposed new stadium, which is um, <clears throat> an interesting topic down there, we understand, for um, scenic purposes as much as anything else.